0: What voice are you listening to? You know, it sounds like, it seems like everywhere you, you listen, right? You listen to a, a news station, or you read a news article, or you talk to your family and friends, or you listen to this politician or that doctor, you are hearing all sorts of different things these days, aren't you? And it's hard to know what voice to actually listen to because they seemingly contradict each other, don't they? But you want to know, you, you, you want to have in listen, you want to you want to get information, but but what voice should you listen to? It's confusing, isn't it? It's, it's complicated, it's downright frustrating, isn't it? So what voice are you listening to? It matters, doesn't it? Jesus says it matters too, uh, but but not about current world events. Uh, about something much, much more important, even than your physical welfare? What voice are you listening to when it comes to your spiritual welfare? Jesus says that's pretty important. And that's the context in which he speaks these words in our gospel lesson, which is for the Good Shepherd Sunday, John chapter 10. Uh, I'll read those verses for you. Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life, and have it to the full. This is God's Word. The context in which Jesus speaks these words here, recorded in John 10 for us, is he, He's just healed a man that was born blind. And uh, the Pharisees are interrogating this man like, who, who did this? And, 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 and uh, they're criticizing Jesus because He did it on the Sabbath. And Jesus comes along and He calls these Pharisees the blind ones. And they take great offense, of course. All right, so, so here Jesus begins this discourse and he tells this parable about these Pharisees. And he speaks these words right to the Pharisees. And here also that, that man who's been healed is standing here. Jesus' disciples are there with him and everyone else who's there listening. Here's Jesus warn about these voices. The voices of those who don't have the best interests of the sheep in mind. In love, he warns them about the voices they're listening to. So what is it about these Pharisees? Why does he call them out? Why does he call them thieves and robbers? Why does he you know, say that they've only come to, to steal and to kill and destroy? Well, the Pharisees were the, some of the religious leaders of Jesus' time, and they had made religion into one of rules, that you earned God's favor and love by your obedience, by the things that you did, by the outward life that you led. And they were really good at, at doing, living what they preached. Their lives looked great. They gave big offerings. They spent lots of time at the temple. They helped the poor and the needy. Their lives were really, really good-looking. But inside, they were rotten. They were unrepentant. They were relying on their own good works to make themselves right with God. And, and they hate this Jesus, and they reject him as the Messiah because Jesus came to reveal who they really were. And he came preaching a message that it wasn't the good that you did in your life that made you right with God, but instead to repent, to repent of all the evil that we do, that even our good works are tainted with sin. And this flew in the face of everything that these Pharisees believed and lived. And Jesus cares enough about the people that he came to save that he warns them here, but then also he warns the people who have been listening to this kind of religion, this religion of self-righteousness, that somehow you could earn your favor with God. And he says these Pharisees come to, to, to steal and to kill and destroy faith true faith, as they placed faith instead on self rather than in the Messiah who came to rescue us from ourselves. And so you understand why these Pharisees don't like Jesus. And you understand why Jesus was so willing to call them out for who they were and and what they were preaching so that the people would know. Jesus cared about what voices the people were listening to. And frenzy cares what voices you listen to as well. And not so much about the coronavirus and your physical welfare in this life, but most more importantly, the voices that speak to your spiritual welfare. And so what voices are you listening to? Is it the voice of that Pharisee inside of you? Is it that Pharisee inside of you that, that likes to compare yourself to other people? That, that likes to look around and say, well, at least I'm not like him. I didn't think that somehow your worth and your value before God is because you are better than others. Or maybe it's in the fact that you look to your goodness, the good things that you do to make yourself right with God. Right? The fact that, that you give generous offerings to church or, or that you are faithful in your church attendance, even when there isn't church at church, right? That you, you could... Just skip watching the services online. No one would ever know the difference, but you don't miss. Every Sunday, you are there on your couch at 9 a.m. and you are tuning in. Or maybe it's that you help the poor and the needy, right? And you're generous, and, and then you do the humble brag on social media afterwards, right? If you're looking to your own goodness, you're listening to that voice of the Pharisee within you that's in every one of us, that Pharisaical nature that loves to compare ourselves to others and think that makes us right in good in God's eyes, or, or looking to the good things we do and thinking that somehow that's got to count for something. What voice are you listening to? Maybe it's the voice of the world in the form of your group of friends that when you are with them, you're just a different person. I, and if someone who, who, who knew you as a Christian, someone who knew you as a, as a, as a, a member of a church, they would hear the way you talk, the way you act with that group of friends, they'd ask, wait, do I even know this person? Or maybe it's with that boyfriend or girlfriend who has convinced you that having sex outside of marriage is not a big deal because what we love each other and and, and it's no big deal to the rest of the world. No one's getting hurt. Or maybe it's with that co-worker who has convinced you that it's okay to cut corners at work. It's okay to be dishonest because, man, you can stick it to the man. You are underappreciated and you are underpaid and who cares? I mean, what voice are you listening to, friends? Maybe it's that voice of Satan echoing down over the ages from that Garden of Eden when he said, did God really say? Did God really say? I mean, if, if God really loved you, if he really cared about you, why would he put rules on you? Go ahead, take a bite. Ah, No one's going to get hurt. Right, go ahead, take a bite. Be your own God. Set your own destiny. Set, be set free of the rules of God and don't worry about it. Oh, you're not going to die. God's not telling you the truth. That's not going to happen. Is that the voice you're listening to? To that voice of Satan? As he comes and he tempts you to ignore God and his word? Friends, listen to the voice of your good shepherd this morning. As he reveals what all of these voices really are. They're thieves. They're robbers. These are those that only come to seek and to steal and kill and destroy. To rob you of peace and joy. To take away and and destroy and kill your confidence and your hope and your faith. Who seek to take from you your eternal life. Friends, recognize these voices for what they are. They're not out looking for your good. They don't want what's best for you. They climb in over the wall, Jesus says, just like those Pharisees who have to sneak in. They don't have your best interests in mind. They don't have the mind of the best of the sheep in mind. Instead they just seek to take. They seek to destroy. And instead, listen to the voice of your good shepherd. And in the light of the voice of your good shepherd, all of these other voices that seek to vie for our attention and seek to lead us out of that safety of that sheep pen of our good shepherd, they're seen for what they are, aren't they? I mean, that, that voice of that little Pharisee inside of you that tells you, Hey, just compare yourselves to others and and make yourself feel better. How does that leave you feeling? Guilty, right? Because deep down, while it might make you feel better for a little while to compare yourself to somebody else and say, at least I'm not like him, deep down inside, you know you have a conscience placed there by a holy God. A God who says, don't be just better than the person next to you. Don't just do your best, but be perfect. Right? And, and that pharisaical voice inside of you says, well, just be good and, and do these good things and, and God will bless you and God will show favor and love to you. But friends, how does that work out? When you realize that, how do I ever know if I've done enough? How, have I ever, how will I ever know if I've done a, enough good in my life to earn God's favor and love and forgiveness in heaven? And then when I look at my Good works in this life. I see they're nothing but filthy rags as they are tainted with selfishness and pride and false humility. And then think about how the voice of the Good Shepherd just destroys, annihilates the voice of that Pharisee inside of you. That voice of the Good Shepherd that says, I'm the gate. It's only through me that you are saved. I am the only way to the Father's love. I am the only way into his acceptance. I am the only way to stand righteous before him. That it's not based on your works, on what you do or what you don't do. But based on the work of your good shepherd, that good shepherd who loved you, his sheep, so much that he was willing to lay down his life for you so that you could know peace and you could know forgiveness and not by what you do. That it's not something you can earn, but it's something freely given. All grace, all Christ, all through the work of your good shepherd. And then that voice of the world, that voice of the world that longs to draw you away, right? that, that voice of the world that, that likes to make you think that sin is really no big deal, that's exposed too, isn't it? In the light of the voice of your good shepherd. Because you see just how serious God is about sin, don't you? You know that God is a holy God and that one sin Just one sin makes us guilty. One sin makes us worthy of death and hell and being sent away from him forever. And when we dabble in sin and begin to think it's just no big deal, when we're one way with our friends and uh, a different way with others, right? Or we begin to think that having sex outside of marriage or any sin is really no big deal, then we're putting our souls in eternal jeopardy. And the voice of your good shepherd overpowers that voice of the world that says sin is no big deal. And he takes you back to that cross. And he says, repent. And see how serious God is about sin. See the blood on that cross. But see, it's not your blood. It's the blood of another. It's the blood of that lamb, that shepherd who became the lamb, that lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, who takes away your sin. It's there at that cross that you see God's wrath and anger poured out on him for you. It's there that you find just how serious God is about sin, but also how serious he is about his love for you. It's there on that cross that you see your good shepherd laying down his life for you so that you can have the promise of life. Jesus says here, I am the gate. I am the gate and through me, you, my sheep go out and they come in and they find pasture. They find the pasture of peace and forgiveness for every sin. They find relief for their souls. Right? That voice of that good shepherd overpowers that voice of the world to see our sins removed, paid for. And we see the blessings we have through that risen good shepherd. And then that voice of Satan, right? that voice of that one who comes to you as if he's your friend, right? as if he's looking out for you, as if he has your best interests in mind, Right, the, the one who says to you, it's really not a big deal. Just go ahead. Right, Be your own God. Control your own destiny. You know what Satan's goal really is? It's not to set you free. It's to imprison you. It's to imprison you forever. I mean, he wants nothing more than for you to spend an eternity in hell with him. To, misery loves company. And that's what Satan longs for. Your misery and his company but then hear the voice of your good shepherd. That when you take a bite of that fruit again, after you fall prey to that temptation of your enemy, of that liar, hear Jesus say to you, by that tree, man was overcome. But by another tree, he has been overcome. By that tree of the cross, Satan's head was crushed. By that work on that tree, his evil work has been done away with. And it's that tree of the cross, that that instrument of death, that gives us the promise of life. Jesus says here that I have come that they may have life and that they may have it to the full. And friends, Jesus is the only one who can offer that life to you. Satan cannot. He only his promises only end in death. But Jesus offers you the promise of life, life right here right now. A life free of the power of Satan. A life free of guilt, a life free of your sin, a life free in him. Free lived in the power of that risen savior Jesus, your good shepherd who is with you to fight off those wolves. To fight off those temptations. To protect you and care for you. This Jesus is the only one who can offer that to you. That voice of the good shepherd overpowers that voice of Satan as he comes and gives you life and gives you life to the full right now. Dear friends, listen to the voice of your good shepherd. He says to you, and he says about himself in, in that parable, he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Dear friends, your good shepherd, he knows you. He knows you by name. He knows everything about you. He knows you better than you know yourself. And so he knows exactly what you need. He knows you need peace and forgiveness and life and salvation, and that is exactly what your good shepherd offers to you. He knows you. And so, and he gives you these blessings, and so we long to hear his voice. We long to know his voice. We long to listen to that voice who alone can give us these promises and blessings. Within the last eight days, two members of our flock here at Heritage, Rich and Elsa, have gone to heaven. And within the last hours of Both of their lives here on this earth, I was able to share with them the words of Psalm 23. Both of these sheep, both of them longed to hear the voice of their good shepherd. Both of them loved to listen to his word, they loved to receive the the food of his word and sacrament they knew their good shepherd and they loved to hear his voice. They knew that he was with them. They both were walking through the valley of the shadow of death at the end of their lives here on this earth, but yet they feared nothing because they knew that their good shepherd was with them to comfort them. And they have now received the promise that they now get to see that good shepherd with their own eyes. That they now dwell in the house of the Lord forever, as Psalm 23 promises to us, His sheep. That they now get to be before the throne of God, right where the it says in Revelation that that shepherd who became the Lamb sits on that throne, and to Him be praised forever and ever. Dear friends, that's where these this brother and sister of ours found their peace and their hope and their joy in this life. And now they have received that promise of an eternal life with him forever. Because they love to hear his voice and they listen to his voice and they have followed that voice through this valley of the shadow of death and into their eternal life. Friends, I don't know what advice to give you as far as what voice do you listen to as far as current events go, I really don't. (laughs) I don't know any better than you. But I do know which voice you need to listen to when it comes to your spiritual welfare. Listen to the voice of your good shepherd, to the one who loves you, who's loved you from eternity into eternity, the one who loved you so much that he was willing to lay down his life for you. The one who raised up that life on Easter Sunday to assure you that you have new life right now in him with every blessing of peace and forgiveness and hope and joy and comfort that he is with you no matter what goes on in this life to shepherd you. And he is the only one who can promise you a life forever after the grave with him. Listen to that voice, the voice of the one who has done all things for you so that you can be his now and forever. Amen.